independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. What is up, party people? She's pretty independent. She always has been. Kirsten Cinema. Woke up this morning, got into work. She had just made the announcement bright and early. Uh, Kirsten Cinema, the independent and the very influential senator from the great state of Arizona, decided, you know what, I'm done with the Democrats and, quite frankly, the parties. I've registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. And so, like many across the state and the nation, I've decided to leave that partisan process and really just focus on the work that I think matters to Arizona and to our country, which is solving problems and getting things done. Absolutely. Period. Case closed. End of story. I love it. Very independent. Always has been. You know nothing about her. She is the arguably the most one of the most independent senators super influential she's been very much a swing vote when it comes to democrats frustrates the hell out of him been a thorn in the side of both parties at times her and mansion it's very interesting comes on the heels of warnock winning she says nothing's going to change but what i like about her is i think she speaks for a lot more people than people realize if somebody was asked me today what is the average voter in america like said a little bit probably center right not a lot center right not living on the edges remember what happens when you live on the edges people it's an edge and more often than not people go over the edge but that's it you know it's the average one progressives uber conservative maga no they don't represent america they they represent a loud minority of people that scream and yell about things and that's it The average person in the Democratic Party and the average person in the Republican Party, while they don't see eye to eye on everything, they see eye to eye on a lot more than people realize. And if you look across the country, what is the growing trend in politics when it comes to registration for parties? More and more people are going what? Independent. Now, the issue is we don't have a third party. At the end of the day, very rarely do you get a vote for an independent candidate who is not backed by a party. No, more often than not, what are you given? You're given the situation where you still got to vote for turd sandwich, right? Or giant douche canoe. That's 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 just it. To, to, to paraphrase our good friends over at uh, South Park, <laughs> right? Like more often than not, that's that's the choices you still have. Or if you have a third, right, it's McAvee, who's no longer with us. That's the, that's the reality. It's not great, kids. It's not great. Now, what does this mean? Eh, I don't know. I don't know. She said she's still the same old Kirsten Cinema, and I'm supposed to interview her later on this afternoon. She's supposed to be in studio with me for my local show here in Arizona. But uh, do I think it's going to change a ton? No. I think her thing is... We need balance. We need to make sure that the two-party system doesn't become 
the extremes of those parties. That's important. And that was always the fear with her and Manchin is they want to get rid of the filibuster and stuff where all we need is the 51 and we can get past this. And oh, my goodness, if we could do these kind of things and all oh my that's the scary part. She's always said no. Because if you go and do that, what you're going to have are wild swings every couple of years from this is now changed and this law is now changed and we're going back and forth and we're going to kill that when we get in and we're going to replace it with that. She didn't want that. What I think is important about this decision and, and this move is that I'll be able to show up to work every day as an independent and not be you know, stuck into one party's demands of following without thinking. And, and as we've seen in recent years, both parties have created this uh, kind of requirement or a pull towards the edges that you just unthinkingly support all of one party's viewpoints. It's made it difficult to find folks who are willing to work together and solve problems. Boom. I love that. And she's absolutely right. 100% absolutely correct in that. Will she caucus with the Democrats? More often than not, she probably will. Uh, is she going to, at times, choose not to be a party of any of this stuff and be a big mover and shaker? At times, she will. But do I think it gives you a, a much more freer way of thinking without having to go and kowtow to a party, regardless of whether or not you think this is a good thing or bad thing, knowing full well in today's world that everybody out here wants all or they'll take nothing and they'll be fine with it. And I think it's important for folks across my state and, and frankly, across the country to say, yep, there's someone there's someone that's kind of like me, doesn't fit neatly into one box or the other, but is standing up for their values, for what they believe in and is doing it without trying to get one over on the other party or beat the other guy. I love it. I love it. So we'll see. But big the Democrats are pissed. Everybody's like, what a better chance? I had a friend write me today. My buddy Jason, he writes me because uh, he does a show. And he says, hey, Chad, you know, you're out there in Arizona. What are better chances for reelection? I say, look, here's the thing. The average Democrat here in Arizona, they like Kirsten Cinema, right? The average Republican here likes her. We're still even though we're purple we're still dark purple we got a lot more red than 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 blue but i'm not 100 sure she's going to run again in two years i'm not most of the money that people they've been wanting to primary her anyways and most of the money that would be coming in would going to be coming in from out of state at the end of the day i'm not sure she wants to run again does she have bigger aspirations? Does she want to take a year or two off and then eventually, and by the way, she's got a huge war chest. Uh, she's great at working with the lobbyist, if you will, uh, as are a lot of people out there. And even though they'll go and, I can't believe you took money from that. Oh, you're the worst. And you can find out. You're like, wait a minute, you took almost as much, for God's sakes. So uh, I'm not sure if she's going to run again. She may, she may not. It's a possibility. That she may step away. She maybe, uh, you know, she steps away and says, you know what, I, I want to be governor. Takes a couple of years off, then runs, you know, for governor. I don't know. But very interesting, to say the least. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show 
is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff to squeeze in today. Mike Lyon's going to join us at the bottom of the hour because we have questions about this evil, horrible person, Mr. Victor Boot, who was released yesterday. Uh, and a lot of questions about, like, hey, exactly, who's this cat again? Victor Boot is arguably the most notorious arms dealer in the world. He was running basically a fleet of Soviet-era cargo transports that were moving weapons all over the world, but particularly into Africa. And he could supply almost anything any warlord would want. I mean, that would range from huge amounts of ammunition and small arms right up to tanks and helicopters. Yeah, and we could get his take on the trade. And here's the thing. I think people are going to be surprised about what he says. I wouldn't have done the deal. Would he? Very interesting. A lot of stuff to get to. And I'm going to tell you why yesterday. Us getting her out of there was the most American thing. And you're probably not going to hear anybody else talk about it like this. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, tweet, text. Ermaha Steaks. Uh, delicious, incredible. You guys hear me talk about it all the time. On top of that, memories. I was joking about that. You know, we're like, what do you mean? I said, you know, the thing about the memory side of it that I love. When I think of barbecuing, obviously Omaha steaks, the best steaks, the best food, the hot dogs, the hamburgers, the the steaks that we have, my pork chops that I love so much. When I think about all those things, though, I think about the things that we're doing. You know, my kids and I swimming all summer long. All of us, Jack and I, out here, we're, we're eating, we're having so much fun, and it's awesome. We're all, ah, oh, but we're still getting back in the pool. Those are the things that you give when you give Oma steaks. Not only is the food delicious, and it's incredible, the best steaks around, the burgers, the pork chops, everything, comfort food. They got lasagna. Ah, oh, we're having lasagna next week. We, we, we got our comfort food version of it delivered from Oma steaks. We're having that. I am like, I can't believe this is going to be so awesome. But it's the memories. And you can be the gift giver of the year with Omaha Steaks. You're going to save 50% off the top and another $40 when you use code Benson on the way out when you check out. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Minimum order may be required, but you're going to save massive. It's already 50% off, and you get another $40 off right there when you check out by using code Benson. omahasteaks.com. Use code Benson. omahasteaks.com. Code Benson. Chad Benson Show. not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. <gasps> Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! Yeah, You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Before she was in official U.S. custody, Russian state media released video of the WNBA star boarding a plane and saying she was happy to be heading back home. And she's not exactly home just yet. That's Phoenix, Arizona. But she's very familiar with Texas because she played basketball at Baylor not too far from San Antonio. Yeah, she kind of didn't know what was going on. And uh, she got on the airplane and I think she thought, OK, something's happening. And uh, that's what they told her. Right, You're going home. 
And then the switch was made in uh, United Arab Emirates. And then she flew into San Antonio this morning. Uh, she'll spend, uh, they'll probably do a day or two at a treatment facility. And then she'll be on her way. And she lives out here in Phoenix. Uh, the most American thing? Yeah. Was it a good trade? No, it wasn't. Look, by the way, go look at sports. Very rarely do you know people trade away their stars or they'll trade away something and they, they get all this stuff back. Very rarely does both sides get a win. This guy's a bad dude. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be an Uber driver now, right? It's not going to go open a pizza shop. I think we kind of know what he's going to do, uh, you know, uh, and I'm sure he'll slot right back into whatever it is. And, and I'm sure there was organizations that took over when he left. But I'm going to tell you why it's the most American thing. Because I heard it yesterday from everybody. You know, you had, you know, she's an icon and. Uh, that stuff that was hilarious from Van Jones, who lost his blanking mind over this. And Randy Weingard tweeted out that not only is it great that she's home, but she's also a black lesbian, which apparently, whatever. Right? She's Randy Weingard is the head of the teachers' you know union. Like that, that matters. I'll tell you why, because then I heard a lot from the from from the right. You know, she hates America. You know, she wouldn't stand for the anthem and all of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. And I'm going to tell you why it's the most American thing ever. Because besides all of that, she hates America, which I don't think she hates America. George Floyd stuff was going on. She put her voice out there. You don't have to like it. But the reality is that is America. That right there is so American. That's America right there. Our freedoms, the opportunity to say crazy, wacky crap, the the opportunities to even be mad at your country, to be pissed off and angry uh, over something, the opportunity to go, oh, I feel like it's an injustice, and all of those things. And the most American thing that happened is America got her out. America did. America went hard and negotiated, and they needed to do it for the others that are still there. But America got her out. The president of the United States, the people behind the scenes, they got her out. Somebody who doesn't want to stand for the anthem. Somebody who doesn't want to 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 acknowledge, yes, uh, America has done good things. Somebody who does not think that this country has been good to her at times and treated her fairly. And maybe some of that is true, but that's not America. That's stuff that didn't happen because of America. It's stuff that happened inside of America. But America got her out. America, the United States of America, the greatest nation on earth, got her out. The nation that she thinks doesn't like her. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Didn't leave you behind. And in fact, when push came to shove, was willing to trade an awful, horrible human being to get you out. That is what America did. And the reality is somebody who you basically said uh, doesn't like me, looks you in the face, you're horrible, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what? I got your back still. I got your back. Mike Lyon's going to join us in a minute. He tweeted this yesterday, and I was surprised. 
And we're going to ask him about it. He said, I'm glad one more American held against their will is home. Great work to all who made it happen. To quote CPT John Miller of the 2nd Ranger Battalion, earn this. We're going to ask him, what does that mean? When you say earn this, what exactly does that mean? But the most American thing that happened is somebody who thinks our nation isn't all that it is, which is the greatest nation on the planet, the greatest nation ever existed. The freedoms that we have to look at our flag and to look at our leaders and say, I don't agree with you and then I'm mad at you, yet at the same time that gives you the opportunities to say that without worrying about being executed in the street or dragged off to some gulag somewhere and beaten. And yet, also that same country that you get frustrated with when you needed it, America showed up. And don't think for a moment that behind the scenes that they're not still trying to get out the likes of Paul Whelan and 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 there's a, another uh, gentleman that's over there who's on similar charges as Brittany uh, Griner is. And he's been there 16 months. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Coming up, my clients talk about what does earn this mean? Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. He is accused of fueling some of the bloodiest conflicts in Africa in the 1990s and early 2000s. He's accused of having the blood of tens of thousands of people probably on his hands from doing that. And that is why the United States spent so long trying to first disrupt his operations and ultimately capture him. Yes, uh, Victor Boot released yesterday, traded with... Uh, the Russians, we had him in custody. And uh, for that, we got back Brittany Griner, uh, a basketball uh, star, I guess, in the WNBA. And uh, she's home. She just touched down a little while ago. The reviews, as you would say in this, are mixed, and that's being kind. Some hate it. Some love it. Uh, some, you know, they're just confused by the whole thing of how is there still more people over there that we don't know about and are they ever getting out? Joining us now is a uh, retired major and uh, military analyst, uh, uh, the one and only Mike Lyons. And uh, all right. All right, Mike, you've been with us the, the whole time through the whole thing in Russia. And we'll get to some of that in a minute. But this trade yesterday, you tweeted out something because I didn't think it was a great trade. A lot of people I've talked to, you know, uh, we talked to a couple terrorism experts. They didn't think it was a great trade. But you said, I'm glad one more American held against their will is home. Great work to all that made it happen. To quote uh, uh, Captain John Miller of the 2nd Ranger Battalion, to earn this. What do you mean by earn this? So Captain John Miller was talking to Private Ryan at the bridge at the end of that movie. And uh, given all that we saw in that movie, the, I think the greatest movie about combat in terms of how it's reflected and how it's visualized on the great screen, uh, last words, dying words from Captain John Miller was earn this and knowing full well all that went into 
getting to that spot. And that's, that's the only advice I'd give to, to uh, Brittany is just earn it, earn it. What's the sacrifice that was made from the intelligence community. I, you, this sacrifice has gone back 20 years. It's gone back for all that went into capturing the guy. And then all that uh, went into, you know, deciding to, to let him be part of the, let, you know, be part of that trade there. So that's it. We'll, we'll hope to see if she acts differently. We know in the past, she's been somewhat anti-American, um, Made some comment about not playing the anthem during before games. Hopefully, she just got caught up in some some sweeping thoughts of of of, uh, of miscontent at the time. But uh, if we see a different person, if we see a better American for it, I think uh, I think that'll be the good thing for it. You know, I I said, look, I I wouldn't have done the trade. Uh, that being said, I said that was the most American thing you could ever see. Somebody who isn't a fan of the anthem and 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 at times America who has been very outspoken at times about injustices and feels bad. Yet at the end of the day, it was Uncle Sam in America that had her back and got her out, which is the beauty of what our country is. Yeah, exactly. And um, we're going to we're going to get you no matter what. I, um, you know, look, a lot of politics with this and, and, you know, the political short term win, I think, for the president and the whole thing. And they they capitalized on where they could. And strategically, to your point, it wasn't probably a great trade, although I don't think this guy gets back on the field right away and starts, uh, you know, trading arms, whatever. He's he's Putin's guy. Putin needs as many assets as he can get right now. Um, he's not going to make a difference in Ukraine. He won't make a difference probably for a long time. And I'd like to think we'll keep a marker on him anyway as we as we do this. I'm, you know, one guy, one person, the same thing when when we did the Taliban trade um, uh, with, with uh, the last soldier, I'm, I'm always in forward. Whatever it takes, Israelis have that attitude as well. They'll trade everything they can. They'll, they'll trade five guys for a dead Israeli soldier. Um, that's got to be the higher moral ground that we always stay on. And, and I, again, I'm, I'm proud of our country that, that that's what we'll do. Um, I, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with her going forward. I, I got to think her attitude is going to change. Talking to a retired uh, Army major and uh, uh, military analyst, Mike Lyons. Uh, let's talk a bit about this guy. Uh, he he was a very bad dude, in and out Africa uh, as mm-hmm. well. But he started to expand uh, his his operations. We caught him. Uh, he was starting to work with South Americans, he thought, in FARC. And mm-hmm. hoping and praying that he was, I guess, going to help them in many different ways. His reach was pretty damn big, all things considered. He's just one dude. Right. Right. Had the backing of Russia all the way through this. And that's what made him so uh, valuable to Russia from from their perspective, because he's a disruptor on the battlefield, brought, you know, the two main weapons that could uh, influence, um, you know, the tribal organizations, let's say, in Africa that were fighting against each other with rocks and sticks. Next, you know, he introduces AK-47s. And then SA-7s and other air defense uh, and, and surface-to-air missiles, which I think are weapons of mass destruction. Um, and there was a lack of accountability of SA-7s and other surface-to-air missiles during the Iraq war that uh, he took advantage of. He sweeped up, cleaned up, and then started distributing them throughout the world, um, not not only in South America and the Far East and other places um, he, he was able to take advantage of, you know, from a market perspective, you know, these these lack of accountability that we had on our side, you know, shame on us. And 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 with Russia's backing and support um, created this kind of turmoil throughout the world. So, uh, you know, he wouldn't it wasn't by himself. He had a network. And again, when you have a country like Russia behind you, you can do things like that. 
And they did know what was going on. You know, the reality is he's and he has been he's one of those guys. that's like old school. He was in prison the whole time. They got nothing out of him. He kept his mouth shut. So I'm sure he'll be rewarded in some way or killed. You never know with Putin. Uh, but yeah. the reality is, is uh, he everybody there in Russia and the powers to be knew this guy was doing something. And it was at their, you know, basically gracious behest that he goes and does his stuff and you know, the the amount of money I'm sure that poured back into Russia was helpful at times as well. Right. I mean, and, and you know, not the same age as Putin, younger, but <clears throat> same kind of pathway. Um, GRU uh, after the Soviet Union falls, KGB before that, you know, brought up in that whole that whole environment. So um, and again, very loyal to the cause, loyal to, you know, deep down likely wants to see Russia restored to that prominence it had back in the 70s and 80s. And um just it had, had the the wherewithal speaks a lot three or four different languages smart guy so that was the other thing that he was able to overcome those kind of boundaries uh that often happens in these places and, and he ingrated ingratiated himself with the, the kinds of people he was working with and um and that's why he was successful talking to my clients military analysts uh okay so moving forward you said he can't help on the battlefield we touched on it a little bit yesterday you and i spoke and he said it's yeah. just too cold he doesn't have that but uh it, it's not like he still probably doesn't have reach somewhere when and if he decides to get back into it like i don't think he's going to open up a pizza shop so i'm sure mm-hmm. they're they, they wanted him for a reason well i think now they're going to need to get um russian military equipment in places outside of europe so i i mean he might get you know that that, that rose pinned on him to go take care of that because um, the Russian military uh, industrial complex took a, a big hit in the last 10 months here with what's happened and, and the garbage that they brought to the battlefield with all the Russian soldiers that are dead inside of it. So I think maybe that's what happens. And maybe they start again from the grassroots level. They're looking for places of conflict. There's multiple places around the world still that uh, that have got uh, you know areas that, that conflict will, will arise. Maybe send them back to Syria. Um, you've got issues going on in the Turkish border there. There's there's places that the Russians can deploy him, that he can try to you know work his magic, so to speak, when it comes to bringing you know weapons and stuff to the battlefield. But but again, I just don't see him influencing anything in in Ukraine in the short term, either from a troop perspective or from an equipment perspective. Uh, long term, let's just say uh, it's a stalemate. Not a lot goes on. It's winter time. That's what you and I touched about yesterday. Nobody wants to mm-hmm. come over because the one thing he did have that mm-hmm. everybody talked about that that I've read about that 60 minutes piece they did a while about ago about him they called him the most dangerous man in the world uh, after bin laden was gone is the fact that his reach with those soldiers of higher and fortune is tremendous mm-hmm. and the respect he has like you said they all have iPhones now. It's freezing. They don't want to go there. But yeah, starts yeah. to thaw out in May and things are still looking like a stalemate. Could he play a part? Yeah, I think so. I think that was a great point you made yesterday. I, I do think that that's what it's going to take. It would take six months to mobilize that operation, um, likely gets the band back together again in, in the Middle East in a place where they know they could train and then went and then deploy there. You know, given the fact, too, that Ukraine's going to get wrecked here, continue to get wrecked during the wintertime uh, and then go in possibly and tip more of the balance, create counterinsurgency forces. For example, they can do the same thing that Ukraine has been doing. The fact that you've got Ukraine special operations forces in Russia is a good sign for them, but they could do the same now, create these small terror groups that uh, will train now for the next few months in the Middle East and places like that, and then parachute back into Ukraine in the February, March, April timeframe and wreak havoc and terror amongst the Ukraine civilian population. That's, that's possible. That's a, that's a likely scenario that I think that he could run. 
All right. Uh, this past week, as we switch from this to what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine, the whole nine yards getting colder. Uh, now it's basically they're shooting at infrastructures. And I do mean shooting because uh, we're probably not thrilled with it. And I'm sure allies aren't thrilled with it. But the reality is, is somebody fired some stuff into Russia and hit some bases. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, you know, again, it's a weird, bizarre proxy war. We don't want them doing that, but you can't tell them they can't do that. It's it's weird. How upsetting and unsettling could this be? Yeah, they hit military targets, and that's the first thing. It's similar to a Jimmy Doolittle raid that took place during World War II. American bombers leave a carrier there and hit Japan. Um, suicide mission, basically, in this case, in, in modern warfare now, that's done with drones. But the fact that they were able to take two of these drones that were manufactured probably in the 1970s, these two U-141s that are surveillance camera-type drones, uh, strip the cameras out of them, strip all the things out of them, put some kind of guidance mechanism in and probably 150 to 200 pounds of munitions, fly them 700 kilometers through the Russian airspace, which we thought thought was impenetrable. Um, we thought that, that we would never have... That's why we created the stealth bomber. That's why we created the B-1 and the B-2 bombers, because we never thought we could get through that. Well, this thing that's probably the size of a, you know, a couple of bathtubs and flies at this at a, a slow slowly was able to get through um, and hit two military targets. Pretty significant. Um, you know, you know, not changing the shape of warfare or anything like that, but but the bottom line is from a psychological advantage. Um, that distance is also greater than Ukraine to Moscow. So if, if they try to do the same thing, and could you imagine if they were able to drop one of these into into Red Square there and see and see how that would go over the with the Russian people? Yeah, I don't think it'd go over well. I really don't. But uh, uh, it's yeah. it, this is interesting. Last question. Appreciate you having on Mike Lyons, retired uh, major in the Army and, of course, our military analyst. Uh, big thing tomorrow. you got Army. You've got Navy. It's a big <laughs> game. It's a game that everybody watches, right? Like, you know, and again, people don't, you know, usually every couple of years, one of the teams, you know, peaks up in the top 25. You know, Army is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and Navy. And sometimes you get a game where there's only three passes. But uh, you're going to the game. Are you Are you going to be in your full military guard, the dress, the whole nine? Yeah, no, I'll be there. I'll be cheering for my Army team. I've watched the Army Navy literally my whole life, and I was a kid before I went to West Point, and uh, and now here as a grad and then as a as a retired person. So, no, I, I go with a great friends and great classmates. It's the only game in, in America where the players on both sides are willing to die for everybody that's watching it. So uh, it's uh, it's taken on – Philadelphia has done a great job this year. They've, they've embraced it. It's going to move around going to Foxborough next year, a couple of different cities – but this is it for these seniors on both sides. Uh, it's something that they'll remember the rest of their lives. And it's, it's always a great game. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, and and uh, who you got? Who you got tomorrow? You, you pick an Army? You have to. After we lost last year, we were disappointing Army-Navy in the Meadowlands last year. I think Army's going to come. We've got a we've got a defensive end, Andre Carter. Hopefully, he'll go in the first round. Talking a little football here, uh, he's gonna he'll be a he'll be a star of the game. But uh, it'll it'll be a it'll be a battle for sure. But uh, but it, it's gonna be Army seventeen fourteen all the way, all the way. There goes uh, our military analyst uh, guy's been with us through the entire time with this thing with uh, Ukraine and everything, giving us some good insight today about the horrible Victor Boot and everything else. Uh, retired uh, Major uh, Mike Lyons. Thanks so much, brother. You have a good weekend and go Army. Next, Chad, beat Navy. <laughs> uh, at Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C H A D B E N S O N. It's going to be fun. I, you know, I, I have, when I was a kid, because, you know, you'd, I'd love football and then football would be over, but there would always be that one game between the end of the season and bowl time, and it was Army Navy. They have the whole weekend basically to themselves, and it was, it was always interesting. Plus, it's a throwback. 
Because sometimes you get a game where these guys throw the ball three times, like Army, or they'll run the naked option boot, like, you know, with 12 guys in the back. It's crazy. Uh, so uh, it'll be fun. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Rough greens. Rough, rough greens. Saw Doodle this morning. He looked at me, and I said, eh, it's not breakfast time, big guy. It's really early. Uh, but he's alive, and I love that. If you've got animals, and you love animals like I love my animals, you've got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all of this incredible stuff that you just sprinkle on top of your dog's food that will help your dog in ways that you cannot imagine. You watch what happens over the first couple of weeks, how if maybe they've got allergy problems, maybe digestive problems, maybe they've got aches and pains, and you're, you've tried a lot of stuff. You try this, and you watch the change, and the energy that they're going to start to get is incredible. So try it now for free. Go to ruffgreens.com slash chad, roughgreens.com slash chad. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to buy anything special. All you do is cover the cost of shipping. They send it to you. You just sprinkle it on top of his food or her food or, and let it go. Ruffgreens.com slash chad, roughgreens.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. And then they passed us a baton. And the question is, what will we do with the time we carry the baton? You either smoking something or you just dumb as hell. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? What? Oh my God. Get your ass on that school bus and go home. Meet me. I call myself a joyful warrior. The Chad Benson Show. NFL picks give to you every week. I am a hundred and twenty-two and seventy because last night, uh, even though I forgot to do it, I picked the Raiders, and it looked like I was a sure winner, except for the part that Baker Mayfield who was cut on Monday and picked up on Tuesday by the Rams, came in, not at the end of the game. No, 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 no. After the first series and rescued the Rams with a win. So, eh, for me. Uh, Take the Vikings over the Lions. Uh, Take the Steelers, actually, over the Ravens. Uh, Bengals over the Browns. Bills over the Jets. Cowboys over the Texans. Giants over the Eagles, uh, the Titans over the Jags, take the Chiefs over the Broncos, and the Seahawks over the Panthers. Big game Sunday, 49ers, Buccaneers. Take the 49ers because, dang, that defense is awesome. Chargers, Dolphins, I'm going. Dolphins in that one. And then Monday night, Patriot Cards, I'm going the Pats. Uh, and the reason's simple, right? It's just as simple as this. Cardinals suck at home. <laughs> They suck at home. If you were here and you want to go to the game, I get you some tickets. That's the way it is. Uh, Baker Mayfield last night, though, led them to a victory and uh, came up to the podium afterward. Yeah, um, I don't know if you can write it any better than that. Obviously, we'd like to be a little bit more stress-free, but um, it's, it's a pretty damn good story. I'll be honest with you. So it's uh, it's special. So sitting around, he'd been cut, gets a phone call from his agent. Rams pick you up, flies out, lands in Los Angeles late. Tuesday night at 9 p.m. local time, straight over to the facility, studied all night long, and then all day on Wednesday, 
thrown into the game Thursday. He said he didn't really know a lot of plays. And we were joking around. As a kid, you remember, I was like, all right, you go to the car where the bumper is. You you turn in, right? And then you, or he goes, or and then you go to the tree, right? And then when you go to the tree, you fake, and then you keep going. And that's kind of the way they drew it up. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and all of the other things. If you miss any show, grab the podcast, simple and easy, at Chad Benson Show, for your Twitter, but you can go to the Chad Benson Show podcast and grab it. Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The great Rick Ocasek. R.I.P. Lead singer of the Cars. Said, shake it up. Ooh, ooh, shake it up. And that's exactly what happened today. Kirsten Cinema, uh, a thorn in the side uh, for Democrats as well as Republicans at times. Uh, arguably one of the most independent senators out there, but a Democrat decided eh, she's not going to be a Democrat anymore. And she is now, well, she's moving on. Oh, so she's a Republican? No, I said she's not a Democrat. I've registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. And so, like many across the state and the nation, I've decided to leave that partisan process and really just focus on the work that I think matters to Arizona and to our country, which is solving problems and getting things done. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, It's very interesting. So timing's interesting, you know, so people say, well, you know, well, they still have the Senate, you know, now it's a, it's a, it's a 50, you know, 49 and one. No, actually the Republicans hold the lead in the Senate. There are three independents. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there's 49 Republicans, 48 Democrats, three independents. The thing is. Those three independents, and yes, even cinema, and more often than not, will caucus and, and work with the left more than she probably does the right. Although I, I just I like the thought. I mean, don't we always scream? I wish there was more independence. I wish there was a good third party. It's tough out there, all of us, because we realize the third party choices are really wacky. It's the Green Party, right? It's it's you know, like president was it McAfee that ran? I mean, come on. I mean, it's that's not what people are thinking when we think third party. We're thinking independent of these two parties that have a monopoly that dominate everything. And in many cases, if you took the R&D away, uh, their, their politics, as far as the, the arguments and the money raising, is virtually the same. So she decided to leave. Uh, will it change a lot? Eh, you know what? I, I don't know how much it's going to change. I have a feeling it's going to change some things. 
I mean, she's already, you know, I mean, you know, I was discussing earlier with 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 Anthony, you know, producer Anthony. Look, uh, she was, you know, they were probably going to primary her here because, you know, she stood in front of the big, you know, four trillion dollar bill. Uh, she's very much a person who didn't want to get rid of the uh, filibuster. She played coy at times where somebody like Manchin, who was also in that same position and wouldn't give in. He 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 laid out what his what his things is that he wanted. And a lot of that had to do with his coal mines, right? Because here's a guy in West Virginia. And, you know, they it's so they gave in to him. And what's the first thing they do? They yank it away from him. So it shows you can't trust. Shows you can't trust. So this will be very interesting to see what takes place going forward. Do I think it's going to change a ton? No. But I think what it does do is it opens up the opportunity. And don't be surprised. I would not be surprised if we have one or two senators who are moving in the direction of that now people are asking is you know you know so so she's done right uh, they're gonna they're gonna primary her anyways they have uh, uh been thinking about it and most of that's coming from the uber progressive and tons of big money from outside of the state because that's what happens look and see where the money comes in for your candidate my god we were talking about the neil the i mean the the Raphael warnock and uh you know the race there and and, and the amount of money that came in there a vast majority of that was from way outside of the state, right? They, they, those, aren't, those aren't the voters. That should show you something right there. How scary is that? You know, that the, there are people willing to spend tens of hundreds of million dollars in your state to get somebody they want elected. Ooh, that's not good. It is not. It is not a good thing. I'll tell you that right now. But she jumped today, independent. She said she's, you know, uh, I like what she says here. As she was talking to Jake Tapper because she gave an interview. We're supposed to interview her a little bit later today uh, my local show uh, to talk about this. So we'll see. But I like what she said here. And I think it's important for folks across my state and, and frankly, across the country to say, yep, there's someone there's someone that's kind of like me. Doesn't fit neatly into one box or the other, but is standing up for their values, for what they believe in and is doing it without trying to get one over on the other party or beat the other guy yeah and i think that's true and thing i always liked about the fact is she recognizes that if the filibuster was killed if they took that away a way that the 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 minority party could stop the majority party from running roughshod what you would have is extremes running the parties all the time and literally we joke about it. You would have the flea wagging the tail that wags the dog. Oh, I wouldn't like that. I don't think anybody would like that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Still lots of other stuff to get to. Yes, we're going to get to some stuff about Brittany Griner. And I, I said it yesterday, and I'll continue to say it again. Uh, the most American thing that has taken place when it comes to, you know, Showing truly, I think, in so many ways, what we're about is a woman that protested the anthem, that didn't think the anthem should be played, that, you know, had been an, uh, outspoken against a lot of things, that she was freed and it was America. We'll talk a bit about that uh, a little bit later. But first, uh, yesterday, another dumping Another dumping of what? More Twitter stuff. 
Very interesting indeed. It's clear that there was suppression and there were shadow banning. What could possibly be the justification for censoring you? I think it's clear that their views, when spread, they don't stand up to scrutiny. And um, when I spread their views in their own words, they don't want you to see it because they don't stand up to scrutiny. And it makes them look bad. And that's what they're really scared of. Yeah. So shadow banning was absolutely uh, there. Now, they call it something else, right? Like, that's the funny thing. They don't call it shadow banning. They call it like, you know, voice filtering or something like that. Call it whatever you want, right? Like, I I was telling Producer Anthony, you know, we call it the the great white shark here in North America, in in Australia, and I think in South Africa. They call it the the white pointer and stuff. At the end of the day, it's still the same thing. (laughs) Comes to what? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's a shark. It's a great white shark. It's a white pointer. It's a, it's a, was it, Caradon, Kakeri, whatever. It's the same. It's the same, right? Like, you know, when I was in England, we call, we call them 18 wheelers, right? You know, it's an 18 wheeler, right? It's a diesel. They call them a lorry. Oh, yeah. They call an elevator a lift. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. But it's the same thing, right? The elevator's still the elevator. <laughs> it's like whatever, whatever you call it, it's the same. So calling it the voice filter or or the you know not amplifying or whatever, it was real. It was, but I thought it wasn't. So you know the libs and TikTok creator, you know they doxed her and they gave out all her information. They had all kinds of stuff. They they went after. Her. And remember, the libs and TikTok creator would take stuff that other people who are wacky and posted and just repost it. And then people would comment. It's amazing. It is. And I've told you guys this. I have like 8,000 followers. I got a bunch on my Facebook, like 200,000 or something. But I got to the point where it was like, it's a waste of time. Nobody sees my stuff. It's bizarre. My friends are like, dude, why don't you have... I'm like, I have no idea. Well, I think we now know why. The craziest part of this whole thing is that they admitted that I'm not even violating the policies. And they still suspended me seven times. Seven times. Three of which were for a week at a time. So I yeah. was suspended for probably a month altogether. And for what? For not even violating their policies. Just That's because right. they don't like their own views. They don't want you to see it. Yeah. Absolutely. And inside of these things, and Bar- so Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss, uh, Barry Weiss are the people that are going through these, and she went through this second dump of emails was coming. There's going to be another one about COVID. Uh, there was a bit about that in this. But when you start breaking it down, uh, it was basically, like they said, there was things where like, yeah, well, they don't really, she hasn't really violated anything. I know, but let's just still, let's suspend her anyways. What? And I'm all fine. If you if you violate terms of service, I'm using your product. And you tell me, use the product this way. And this is how you use it. I'm like, okay. But if I use it the way you've described it to me, and then you tell me, nope, you're suspended. I'm like, but you told me I could do that. And that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, you're suspended. Oh, oh. 
And the whole thing about, you know, so like we would, you know, you tweet something and then nothing would happen. Well, there's different levels of how they can shadow ban you where only your people see it. Right. So no public going out to the public where only portions of your people could see it or maybe only you see it. And that's where the filtering comes in. So ridiculous. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. We'll get some, uh, deeper into this here in a little bit. Uh, Omaha Steaks. Uh, there's no shadow banning there, kids. Delicious. D to the delicious, baby. We've got a Christmas meal. I was telling producer Phil and them, I, we ordered uh, a couple different packages, one of which is is our, we're, we're really excited because I'm off for, you know, a couple weeks towards, the, you know, you know, here coming up soon. And I'm, I like my weather's beautiful. We're going to be in the sixties and seventies and we love the barbecue and goes in a jacuzzi. And so we were, uh, we ordered a bunch because I love the meats and the memories. The memories are awesome. That's the other thing. So gift giving this year has been made easier with Omaha steaks. All right. So first of all, it's 50% off site wide. You go to omahasteaks.com. But when you throw in code Benson at the end, you're going to save an extra $40. So some of these things, right. Or you're looking around going, wait a minute, this thing's normally 160 bucks. It's now 89. I throw 40 in there. And all of a sudden I'm paying like $50 for 17 pieces of amazing, you know, meat and hamburgers, hot dogs, pork chops, chicken breasts, the incredible, incredible fillets. You know, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm telling you. So win the gift giving this year, give the gift of love and tastiness and do with Omaha steaks, go to almostakes.com now site-wide 50% off Use code Benson on the way out. Save an extra $40. And if you're looking for a Christmas meal, there is no better place than Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Save an extra $40 when you check out by using code Benson. omahasteaks.com. Code Benson on the way out. Minimum order, baby. You required omahasteaks.com. Code Benson. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Tribal Free Radio. Information over affirmation. Facts over fiction. It's ridiculous, and I want you to know that. You call it ridiculous, we call it reality. That's a crock. Real over fake. God help us. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The Chad Benson Show. Fighting truth decay the American way. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Leonard, Crash, Nap, Lenny, Bush, and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean, boom. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending in the magical world of the interwebs, starting. The Twitter zone today, Kirsten Sinema, number one trending thing. She has left the Democratic Party. She's an independent now. She did not switch. Democratic Party also trending, as is Gallego. You're like, who's that? So you have the mayor, Gallego, and her uh, ex-husband is a congressperson who are both Democrats, and everybody's pushing them to jump in the race and to originally they, were, they thought about primarying her but i'm like well she's an independent now so she's not with a party i don't know what you're gonna primary uh, uh croatia brazil trending big time today Brittany griner has landed paul whelan is also trending 
uh, as is the Green Party. I don't know why. They must be stoked. <laughs> what crazy person are they rolling out in the Green Party today? I don't know. Angus King, also trending. So you got a lot of uh, Democrats. Baker Mayfield's trending, and uh, good on him. So uh, Baker Mayfield, of course, the former number one overall pick by the Cleveland Browns, who, I'll be honest, he changed their fortunes. Uh, but he wasn't all that, you know, the new regime that took over wanted. And, uh, they ended up re- trading him, and he got released earlier this week. He led a massive comeback yesterday by the Rams after being in the team for less than two days. Pretty interesting uh, indeed. Head on over to the magical world of Twitter. Now, uh, Google. So, Kirsten Cinema is trending. But you know what else is? Number one trending thing this morning, Croatia, Brazil, which is currently going on right now. Uh, Brittany Griner, number one trending thing yesterday. Of course, she was released from custody. Uh, It's interesting. People don't realize. So she was released from custody yesterday during the swap. So they released her to an American uh, group of people. Here's the interesting thing. She was pardoned. She was pardoned by, I guess, uh, Putin. So uh, no harm, no foul, right? We're good. We're good. I don't really think so. Stiff person syndrome. If you guys haven't heard, uh, we touched a bit on it yesterday. The, uh, Celine Dion has a neurological disease that essentially causes her body, her torso to start to stiffen up. Uh, it starts to affect her breathing, her speaking. She's canceled her shows throughout Europe and not quite sure what the next step is. They've made head waves in it where they can slow down the progression, but there is no cure. Uh, Meghan Markle is a, another uh, thing that's trending. I have not seen any of it, but uh, it just, it's a, whole, it's a whole victim, you know, her and the prince. It's a whole victim thing. It's just bizarre. Uh, you know, those two, are there any more, to be honest, are there any more fake things in, in, in relationships or stuff that you've seen? I just get that they're just so full of crap. I do. I just, I just don't believe a word either of them say. I think he loves her a lot more than she loves him. That's what I'm thinking. 323-538-2423. It's the Chad Benson Show. Text us. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Brittany Kreiner landed safe back on U.S. soil. She's in San Antonio. She's going to get a kind of a thorough, you know, physical, make sure everything's okay. They didn't poison her. You know, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but they're pretty good at that. And then uh, she'll be in San Antonio for a little bit. She's got family and stuff out there. And then I believe she's going to come back here where her home is in Phoenix. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. The 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 opinions have been crazy. They've been all over the place about, you know, her. Uh, it's evil. It's bad. We traded somebody horrible for her. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, let's not uh, pretend 
uh, in saying that, you know, uh, we got an American back. But she doesn't like America, Chad. Now, she's never said that. She says, I love my country. And a lot of people made fun of her when she got arrested. Uh, you know, she didn't want to stand for the anthem. There was a lot going on. George Floyd. Uh, and, you know, she said some stuff. But she never once said, I hate my country. But she had questions. Okay, that's fine. The beauty of us, though, is that's okay. Right? That That's okay. We're a nation built on freedom. And that even means being mad at your country. That even means being angry at your country, feeling at times frustrated. No, that's okay. That's part of being who we are. I've been saying it, and I'll continue to say it. The most American thing is somebody who was mad at their country, somebody who wouldn't come on the, the court because the anthem was being played. was the person who got out where America said, you know what? We got you for all that. You're still an American and uh, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. You know, I asked my pastor once, uh, you know, about whether or not you can be angry with God. And he's like, yeah, totally. Why wouldn't you be? That's, 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 that's okay. People get angry all the time. That's fine, because if you're angry at something, then you know it exists, right? If you're angry at something, God expects that. Our country, the the beauty of the, the freedoms that we have, I expect people to be angry. I expect people to to take a knee. I expect people to 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 burn the flag. I do. And you know what? They're not going to get shot for it. Anthony sent me an article yesterday. First of all, uh. If you're not paying attention to what's going on in China, pay attention. If you're not paying attention to what's going on in Iran, pay attention. It is horrific. It is awful. It is violent. It's nuts. Let's talk about Iran for a second. Iran carrying out its first death penalty against a protester arrested during the ongoing anti-regime demonstrations. State media reporting Moshin Shikari was hung to death for allegedly attacking and wounding a security forces officer during a Tehran protest. Shikari, convicted by the capital's revolutionary court, notorious for its lack of due process. The head of the Iran Human Rights NGO calling on the international community to strongly respond to the execution, warning that, quote, otherwise we will be facing daily executions of protesters. Protesters. You know what they're doing to the protesters now, the women? They're shooting them in their nether regions. Oh. It is awful. It is nasty. And yet here we are, able to say things about our country, get frustrated with our country. But the daily reminder needs to be how amazing our country is. How, as you know, the icon that everybody believes, she's not an icon, by the way. In fact, uh, yesterday I had an opportunity to sit down and and chat with Charles Barkley uh, about this. And I asked that question because, you know, you heard the, uh, uh, oh God, what's his name, Uh, Van Jones and, 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 you know, all of them speaking about, oh my God, she's just all of these things. You know, she's a role model. She's an icon. She's a, 
she's a star. She's she and 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 you heard all of this stuff, and I kept thinking to myself, wait, what? For the, I think for young Americans to see an icon like that snatched, locked up, uh, treated like garbage, uh, and and she was never nine years, ten years for bringing some cannabis oil. Medical, was, medically medical, prescribed. Medically prescribed. So. That, these are decade-defining images. I guarantee you there are going to be young people 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now who will remember this moment because she is an icon. Yeah, she's not. I asked Charles Barkley yesterday about about that. People like Van Jones today, you know, say, you know, she is now an icon. We'll remember this day for decades and decades, and she's up there with all the greats uh, as far as icons go. I don't believe that. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, you know, I'm sitting here thinking I'm running everything through my head, Charles. And the reality hey, brother, is hey, 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 you, don't somebody else's you, you, you don't have to explain. I, I, I agree with you on that. I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. She's not an icon? To, to say icon and things like that. Listen, man, you go to foreign countries. You can't make mistakes in foreign countries. Like, one thing great about the United States, you can say whatever the hell you want to say, but in other countries, people just disappear. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just dead. This is all about Putin being an idiot and just trying to piss the United States off more than anything. Mm-hmm. And he going to do what the hell he wants to do. I mean, he's taking over another country right now. Absolutely. It's the beauty of our country. Say the things you want to say. Get angry with one another. Even be angry at the country itself. But the beauty of the country is it recognizes that. And in fact, its freedom is guaranteed that you can be and doesn't take it personally. Oh, yeah. Something to think about, right? Absolutely. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Oh, goodness me. I'm telling you guys something. We touched earlier today on uh, the whole Twitter thing. And I I still find it to be very interesting. Of course, Twitter, they released more of the, uh, what they're calling the dumps of all the Twitter stuff. Why were people suspended? Why was this banned? Why was all of these things? And it's very interesting. This is Compact uh, Magazine founder, uh, Sharab Amari, talking about the elites themselves. The great danger in what we've now seen, we all suspected it, of course, all along, but now we have confirmation that shadow banning was happening. The great danger in this isn't that our freedom of speech is suppressed, although that's horrible. And of course, these platforms are where freedom of speech lives or dives, but that the process that allows elite opinion formation is a sealed off bubble. And that's not good for them, by the way. Just to let you guys know. That's not good for them. And more people understand that, like, you see these elite universities, elite professors that that have this. You know what ends up happening to them? They lose sight of reality because they live in a bubble where their belief is affirmed every day and they lose sight of reality. I love, you know, Louis C.K.'s bit. Oh, my God, he's horrible. Whatever. But his bit about, you know, who do you think smarter, the professor down the street or the guy who's your trash can, you know, guy? Old school trash can guy actually would would throw the trash in there and then throw the trash can down to be all broke. Yeah, that guy knows more. That guy understands more because he lives more. And it's not a bubble he's in. And these elites have surrounded themselves in a bubble of of plastic wackiness, and it's transformed everywhere. Case in point, think about the uh, the nuttiness 
of what's going on with the merger between uh, you know, Kroger and and some of the big uh, Safeway and everybody coming together uh, the other day as they're going through and having this big conversation about it. Well, lo and behold, one of the things that came up was about, you know, the 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 wokeness of what was going on. Mr. McMullen, I want to address Kroger's workforce practices and specifically how you treat requests for accommodation. Let's suppose hypothetically that Kroger had a vegan worker with strong ethical beliefs about animal welfare. Um, if she requested to work outside, say, the butcher department and instead in the produce department, would Kroger accommodate that request? We routinely have people uh, transferring between departments. Would you make such accommodations based on their Christian beliefs as well? Uh, we would not get involved in terms of uh, religious uh, beliefs. Oh, oh. So for other things, you, 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 you will do that. Oh, very interesting. You recently agreed to pay $180,000 to settle a religious discrimination case. In that case, two Kroger employees declined the directive to begin wearing a new store apron with a multicolored heart symbol on it. They, like many other of your employees, felt uncomfortable with the new aprons because they thought the heart resembled a gay pride symbol. Rather than make accommodations, Kroger fired these two employees. One employee simply asked to cover the symbol with a name tag, but Kroger refused even that reasonable accommodation. Are you aware of these terminations, Mr. McMillan? Uh, Senator, I am, I am not. Yeah, you're not. Oh, why is that? Because it's this wacky world of elitism that lives there. Asking the questions, why, why were you not aware of this? Oh, there's more. In the allyship guide, you direct employees to stop using sir and ma'am because they're not inclusive. Do you expect 72-year-old employees in rural areas of Arkansas to really stop using words like sir and ma'am? If you look at our allyship guide overall, it's trying to uh, support our associates and trying to be inclusive for everybody with all different beliefs. We think it's incredibly important to be an inclusive opening culture to welcome all associates. Yeah. Except for the person who's a Christian and doesn't want to have the rainbow flag. You see where we're going with this? This is what happens when you get in situations like this. Just saying. Uh, my pillow, kids. I'll tell you something. Awesome deals going on right now. Huge discounts across the board on all my pillow products. The my pillow, the mattress toppers, the slippers. I mean, their discounts are still ready for the holiday season. And you take advantage by going to mypillow.com slash Benson, and you will love all of the discounts they have on order. And yes, get that mattress topper, right? This was ninety nine ninety nine. You will not be disappointed with it. So right now, go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. When you do and you order before Christmas, they're going to extend the warranty out through March 2023. That is amazing. But you're not going to send any of this back. Deep discounts on the sheets, the towels, the mattress topper, you name it. They've got it. MyPillow.com slash Benson. This is the one and only Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. 
Hitting the big screen this weekend. It's all places for people who want to escape. Empire of Light is Oscar-winning director Sam Mendes mining his own teen years for inspiration and a tip of his hat to his love for going to the movies. In limited release, you can check out the buzz for Brendan Fraser's performance in The Whale, new on streaming. I'm a real boy! Oscar-winning director Guillermo del Toro offers up a fresh and adult take on Pinocchio. And Will Smith's slavery drama Emancipation is now streaming on Apple TV Plus after a week in theaters. What you're seeing is people who want to get Oscar nominations in movies that will win awards but not actually get any box office until maybe they win an award being put out there. I'm telling you right now, Brendan Fraser is going to win the Academy Award for The Whale. Is it that good, Chad? I don't know. I'll never see it. I'm just telling you that he's going to win the award. Oh, wow. That's uh, how do you do that? It's not hard. It's not hard to see. What's going down? Oh, huh, that's very interesting. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Everybody's just kind of throwing their stuff out there. Next week, Avatar opens up. How good is Avatar? I, I go back and say this. I have never seen Avatar. <laughs> I saw the first one in bits and pieces. But I've never sat down from the moment the movie started till the credits started to roll and seen Avatar. And the pit, the pieces I've seen, I'm like, it's neat, but I don't care. It didn't do anything for me. But it's neat, but I don't care. But it's neat, but I don't care. That's kind of the way I feel about Avatar. Never really did anything for me. Ever. Well, that's not very... Uh, how could it... Wait, what? Just didn't do anything for me. I don't know. And... I know the technology that he has put together because a lot of this stuff that he does, James Cameron, is all based on technology that he thinks up for what he wants to do and then builds it where other people are still relying on things that other companies built and CGI. He creates it as it goes. My uncle and I were talking about last night. So my uncle is good friends with uh, his, his little brother, James Cameron's little brother. And he's been, you know, over there on several occasions seeing all the new stuff that, that, that they've built. And, and it's neat. But I just, again, and I heard it's incredible. One person, one person I really like who just reviews regular old movies said to me, the difference between this and, say, like Aquaman, because this is all, you know, it's the way of the water, whatever it is. He goes, Aquaman looks like your little kid brother filmed it inside with his Aquaman figurine inside of a fish tank. And this looks like something you've never seen before. I'm like, oh, well, that sounds good. Is it two billion good? We shall see. Speaking of we shall see, or better yet, we shall hear what are the most popular songs for Christmas and the ones that everybody hates. Let's start with the hate, shall we? Yeah, chipmunks. Knowing people don't like them. That's right. Are you serious? How could you not like the chipmunks? Well, here in Arizona, the most popular song is this one, but it's also number two in Hated. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. 
feliz Navidad, próspero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, Feliz Navidad, Jose Feliciano. Uh, is the number two hated song. But the number one hated song is one of my favorites. Yeah. And the number one most beloved song based on the popularity in states. It got eight states to say it loved it. Is this song? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it right there. Alabama with Santa Baby. Jingle Bell Rock for Alaska. Felice Navidad here for Arizona. Run, Rudolph, run. California was Felice Navidad. You know what I'm not seeing here? The one we'll get into later next week. I have not seen. It's Christmas time. And we always break it down for the holidays. You know that. We'll do it next week about how it's the weirdest Christmas song that we love. Yet, at the same time, when you think about A, the lyrics, and B, why they wrote it and did it and what came out of it, you think to yourself, what? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the things is that. You can go there. We also have a Facebook as well. Check it out. And if you want to go to the Chad Show, we've got a new website. We're starting to update and do more stuff, too. Starting in the early next year, we're going to do more videos and things of that nature. So check us out across all the social medias and whatnot. It is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy, happy, happy Friday. Got to tell you guys what, it's like every day, and I do this every single day, there's something new that takes place. People say, is it boring? Because it's super quiet with the news. I said, uh, if your life is politics 24-7, it's not the usually the funnest time. But my life isn't that. We talk about all kinds of stuff. But I will say, you know, something took place when Trump came into office or when he really came into to, to being the politician, if you will, that really hasn't stopped. This politics now, and this includes elections, it was heading in that direction, but I think it got supercharged, is 365, right? 24-7, 365. Wake up today, come on in, and uh, I'm going to be interviewing her a little bit later, uh, Kirsten Cinema. Uh, arguably, her and Joe Manchin are the two most powerful senators that are out there. She's a Democrat. What? Maybe not. And I really am grateful that folks have trusted me to take back those concerns that they have. I promised them I would be an independent voice for our state. I promised that I would always do what is right for the people of Arizona. And that's what I've done. Registering as an independent and showing up to work with the title of independent 
is a reflection of who I've always been. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Kirsten Cinema has uh, left the Democratic Party. She's became an independent. Oh. So the 5149, and I was explaining this to Anthony, the reality is it's not 5149. The Republicans have an advantage in the Senate. Because Angus King and uh, Bernie Sanders are both independents. Now, Sinem is. The, the thing is, though, they've always just caucused with the Democrats. They're left-leaning, as you know, and uber-left-leaning. Uh, but Sinema's not that. Cinema is very independent. I think she represents more of what America is and what their beliefs are than the Republican and Democrat parties right now. I believe that 100%. If you were to say, Chad, describe the average American, okay? Moderate. Maybe a little bit right, more than a little bit left, but moderate. Conservative in some areas, a little bit more liberal in the social areas, but moderate. Is okay with choice to a certain degree, but doesn't want, you know, eight months abortion. Wants to have opening, welcoming country, doesn't want open borders. Wants the rich to pay their fair share, but doesn't want the rich to be fleeced. Oh. Wants us to be strong in what we are, in our military and our might. But doesn't want us to become the industrial complex that some people think, or just let's lay down our arms and just try to hug everybody and hope that works. Wants to help the climate, but doesn't believe that the world's going to end tomorrow because of fossil fuels. All of the, that's what the average person is. I'm blessed to have this job. I talk to a lot of people every single day. And you know what I find? Very rarely do people live at the edges. And this is what I always tell everybody when you live on the edges. It's an edge for a reason. And a lot of times, and I've seen it more often than I've not seen it, people go over the edge. The average person lives in an area of reality, common sense. I think she represents a lot of that. I think this is a move. Don't be surprised if we don't see other people do this. She And, and the funny thing is, if you knew anything about Kirsten Cinema, when she became a, a when she was she was a local politician. She was the purple and pink hair. She was, here's this bisexual, like almost communist. But as she grew up, as she realized how the world worked, she came into her own thinking and she started to realize it doesn't work that way and that everybody should have a voice and that not everybody lives on the edges. And it's very interesting to see the maturity in her politics that comes, I think, with a lot of people who aren't sold strictly by the parties, because that's so much of what it is. The parties get in and the parties basically say, this is what you do. This is what you represent. We'll tell you what to do, when to do it, how to say it and go from there. It's crazy. It is. But today, you know what? If you're a Republican, you're like, because mm. because her and Manchin, they've been on for a while going, you switch parties, you switch parties. Yeah, but I don't think. 
what the Republican Party is represents who she is. And quite frankly, if you look at the two parties and how they act and behave, not what they say they're supposed to be, but how they act and behave, I don't think either party represents a vast majority of America. How many of you listening right now would love to vote for an independent mind individual who is who's more worried about, hey, we need to get this job done than worried about, oh, I hope I don't look bad on Twitter. Most of you look around the country. What's the fastest growing political party? Independent. The problem is the monopoly that both parties have make it virtually impossible for independents to get involved in a way where they make enough noise. Because how many times you go, well, I'm registered and independent, but I got to choose either right or left. I don't have a choice elsewhere. That's the frustrating part. And when you do get a choice, usually it's some third party Uber green or some libertarian that is just way out there. And you're just like, ah, that's the frustrating part in so much of this. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Michael Lyon's going to join us at the uh, bottom of the hour. Talk about Brittany Griner. Talk about Victor Boot. Uh, it, it's very interesting. And we've talked about it throughout the day, about who is Victor Boot, what is he all about. Uh, he's, you know, he's got a very interesting take. So Mike Lyons, who is our military guy, you would think automatically, he thinks it's a horrible deal. He thinks it's a bad deal. He thinks it's a, an awful deal. That, that, you know, uh, and at the same time, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't, which is crazy. Yesterday, I had a chance to uh, uh, speak to Charles Barkley about this trade. Obviously, TNT, funny guy, the you know, the guy that understands basketball, but also gets involved in politics, all of those things. And, you know, I think a lot of people uh, were... Expecting him to come out and say, uh, oh, it's great that we got her back. Now, the question is, should we have let an arms dealer go? Mm. That's a very fair question. I mean, that's that, and first of all, that's not a fair swap. An arms dealer for basically some type of hash oil. But that's the deal that was made. And I just hope that we don't turn it into a political issue, which you know they're going to. Absolutely. And that's what's happening. I see it, you know, I mean, you know, she is the icon. Remember that yesterday with, uh, was it Don Lemon? She's now an icon. Her getting off that plane. Well, by the way, she got off the plane a little while ago. She landed in San Antonio safely. Uh, Great for her. Do I think she's an icon? I do not. And by the way, he did not either. He goes, no, she's not an icon. She's not an icon. But it's interesting because... And we've touched on it throughout the day because I've heard from a lot of people, you know, she didn't stand for the anthem and all the things that she said about going through the George Floyd thing and stuff. And I said, yeah, that's what makes this all more eye opening for people who are mad that she didn't stand for the anthem and also for people who were excited she didn't stand for the anthem. She's still an American. And the beauty of our country is you can be pissed and angry. You can voice your displeasure. You can kneel for the anthem. You can do all of those things. But at the end of the day, she's still an American. And at the end of the day, that flag 
and that country, this amazing, incredible, awesome, greatest country, not now, but ever, got her out. Didn't care that she kneeled. Didn't care that she thinks that this country doesn't represent her. Did not care about any of that. That red, white, and blue. Those men and women that sacrificed all of those things that make us who we are, including the stuff that we don't like, including the stuff that we get mad about, including the stuff that, that, that we get pissed about at each other. At the end of the day, she's still an American. And America said, yeah, you're mad at us. We get it. You don't like us. And it still doesn't matter. And I think that's something that needs to be taken away from this. People will make all kinds of, first of all, the, the, the left cr- side of the crowd is like, it's so great. She's out. She's a black lesbian. Like that somehow was the reason she got out. Right? Like, well, if she wasn't a black lesbian. No. Why did we get her out? We gave up an evil guy. We did give up an evil guy. There's no doubt. That was the thing on the table. Would I have made the trade? No. Not because she doesn't like the country, just because he's a bad dude. And we'll get into more with Mike Lyons a little bit later. All of that being said, America got her out, as America should. Regardless how you feel about the country, it's still your country. And it didn't abandon you when you needed it most. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. A lot of stuff still to get to, including, uh, maybe we'll do it next. <laughs> it's just so weird. It really is. I got to be honest with you. Uh, what the Olive Garden manager said about uh, how frustrated she was uh, with uh, employees, including what would happen if one of your animals died. And you wanted to be off work. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get yourself a free bag of Rough Greens for you. It's incredible. And you're going to take it. You're going to, what do I do with it, Chad? Well, you've got dogs, right? Yeah, I've got dogs. Okay. Take, open it up. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Now what you have is the best supplement with vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all of this incredible stuff, and you're going to be able to put it right on top of your dog's food, and you don't do anything else, but you watch what happens to your dogs in the coming weeks. More energy, healthier, happier, more vibrant. You see what this does. You'll be amazed. Try a bag for free right now. And all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. Simple and easy. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. No more excuses for calling out sick. That was the message sent to Olive Garden employees in Johnson County. This email that was sent out doesn't uh-huh. even sound real. Oh, it's real. I know. It's hard to believe that the following message was actually sent out. It is real. It was sent to employees at the Olive Garden. Here is just a part of it. Now, this is just a part of what is coming. I think the manager has 
reached her limit. We are no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. If you're sick, you need to come prove it to us. If your dog died, you need to bring him in and prove it to us. (laughs) Wait, what? You need to bring him in and prove it to us. Are you serious? So wait, tell me that again. If your dog died. Okay, I got that part. You need to bring him in and prove it to us. I don't think that's part of uh, the safety there, kids. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I think if I brought in the dog that had died and I laid it there at the kitchen or maybe at the front, you know, people standing there holding on to that weird coaster that's going to go off, right, and and tells you your table's ready, that would probably not pass health code. That's what I'm saying. I could be wrong. Maybe that's fine. You're like, oh, yeah, it passes health code when you're showing somebody that your dog had died. If it's a, quote, family emergency and you can't stay, too bad, go work somewhere else. If you only want morning shifts, too bad, go work at a bank. If anyone from here on out calls out more than once in the next 30 days, you will not have a job. The manager goes on to discuss her perfect work record and that she worked when she was sick. Another time she wrecked and totaled her car, but she still made it to work on time. The manager goes on to thank those who do come in every day and on time and work hard, and she wishes there were more like them. So here is a response from Darden. Darden is the corporation which owns numerous restaurant chains, including the Olive Garden. This message is not aligned with our company's values. We can confirm we have parted ways with this manager. (laughs) Wait, the manager that shows up when she's injured? The manager that shows up when she's six? The manager that shows up rain or shine like the post office? That manager? You've parted ways with her because she wants you to bring in your dead dog? You know what? I mean, all kidding aside, she was frustrated. You could tell she'd had enough. She had enough of nobody showing up for work. She had enough of everybody does the bare minimum at best. She had enough of excuse after excuse. She had enough of going, I got four servers and I need five more, but this is all we've got because so-and-so called in or such and such happened. She had had enough. That is totally 100% understandable. I get it. The message though was uh, the meltdown that got her in trouble. I think we can all agree on that. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. A lot of stuff still to get into. Mike Lyons going to join us straight ahead. We're going to talk about Brittany Griner. What do you have done the trade? I think everybody's going to be surprised. There's a guy who's a retired you know, major from the Army, our military analyst. Uh, we're going to discuss... Uh, the trade. Would he have done it? How bad is this guy? Does this guy still have any political pull potentially out there? And why did Russia want him so bad? Talk about that. A lot of other stuff to get into as well as uh, how concerned are, are, are the United States military and the powers that be about the fact that Ukraine fired missiles into We'll get his take on that and several other things as well. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter, your Instagram. Plus, we'll have more on some Brittany Griner. I'm going to give you my football picks later on this hour. Last night, I forgot to give it to you yesterday. Uh, I did choose the Raiders to win, and the Raiders lost to Baker Mayfield and the Rams. 
I said that. Baker Mayfield and the Rams. We'll talk about that as well. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Happy Friday. Chad Benson Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. He is accused of fueling some of the bloodiest conflicts in Africa in the 1990s and early 2000s. He's accused of having the blood of tens of thousands of people probably on his hands from doing that. And that is why the United States spent so long trying to first disrupt his operations then ultimately capture him. Yes, uh, Victor Boot released yesterday, traded with uh, the Russians. We had him in custody. And uh, for that, we got back Brittany Griner, uh, a basketball uh, star, I guess, in the WNBA. And uh, she's home. She just touched down a little while ago. The reviews, as you would say in this, are mixed, and that's being kind. Some hate it. Some love it. Uh, some, you know, they're just confused by the whole thing. Of how is there still more people over there that we don't know about? And are they ever getting out? Joining us now is a uh, retired major and uh, military analyst, uh, uh, the one and only Mike Lines. And uh, all right. All right, Mike, you've been with us the, the whole time through the whole thing in Russia, and we'll get to some of that in a minute. But this trade yesterday, you tweeted out something, because I didn't think it was a great trade. A lot of people I've talked to, you know, uh, we talked to a couple terrorism experts. They didn't think it was a great trade. But you said, I'm glad one more American held against their will is home. Great work to all that made it happen. To quote uh, uh, Captain John Miller of the 2nd Ranger Battalion, earn this. What do you mean by earn this? So Captain John Miller was talking to Private Ryan at the bridge at the end of that movie. And uh, given all that we saw in that movie, the, I think the greatest movie about combat in terms of how it's reflected and how it's visualized on the great screen. Uh, last words, dying words from Captain John Miller was earn this and knowing full well all that went into getting to that spot. And that's, that's the only advice I'd give to, to uh, Brittany is, is earn it. Earn it what's the sacrifice that was made from the intelligence community. I, you, this sacrifice has gone back 20 years. It's gone back for all that went into capturing the guy and then all that uh, went into, you know, deciding to, to let him be part of the, let, you know, be part of that trade there. So that's it. We'll, we'll hope to see if she acts differently. We know in the past, she's been somewhat anti-American um, made some comment about not playing the anthem during before games. Hopefully she's just got caught up in some, some sweeping thoughts of, 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 uh, of miscontent at the time, but uh, if we see a different person, if we see a better American for it, I think uh, I think that'll be the good thing for it. You know, I, I said, look, I, I wouldn't have done the trade. Uh, that being said, I said that was the most American thing you could ever see. Somebody who isn't a fan of the anthem and 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 at times America, who has been very outspoken at times about injustices and feels bad, yet at the end of the day. It was Uncle Sam in America that had her back and got her out, which is right. the beauty of what our country is. Yeah, I, exactly. And um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get you no matter what. I, um, you know, look a lot of politics with this, and and you know the political short term win I think for the president and the whole thing, and you know, they they capitalized on it where they could. 
And strategically, to your point, it wasn't probably a great trade, although I don't think this guy gets back on the field right away and starts, uh, you know, trading arms, whatever. He's he's Putin's guy. Putin needs as many assets as he can get right now. Um, he's not going to make a difference in Ukraine. He won't make a difference probably for a long time. And I'd like to think we'll keep a marker on him anyway as we as we do this. I'm, you know, one guy, one person, the same thing when when we did the Taliban trade um, uh, with, with uh, the last soldier. I'm, I'm always in forward, whatever it takes. Israelis have that attitude as well. They'll trade everything they can. They'll, they'll trade five guys for a dead Israeli soldier. Um, that's got to be the higher more ground that we always stay on. And, and I again, I'm. I'm proud of our country that, that that's what we'll do um i let's see what happens let's see what happens with her going forward i, I gotta think her attitude is going to change talking to a retired uh, army major and uh, uh military analyst mike lyons uh let's talk a bit about this guy uh he he was a very bad dude in and out africa uh as mm-hmm. well but he started to expand uh his his operations we caught him uh he was starting to work with south americans he thought in fark and mm-hmm. hoping and praying that he was, I guess, going to help them in many different ways. His reach was pretty damn big, all things considered. He's just one dude. Right. Right. Had the backing of Russia all the way through this. And that's what made him so uh, valuable if, to Russia from from their perspective, because he's a disruptor on the battlefield. Brought, you know, the two main weapons that could uh, influence, um, you know, the tribal organizations, let's say in Africa that were fighting against each other with rocks and sticks. Next, you know, he introduces AK-47s and then SA-7s and other air defense uh, and and surface-to-air missiles, which I think are weapons of mass destruction. Um, And there was a lack of accountability of SA-7s and other surface-to-air missiles during the Iraq war that uh, he took advantage of. He sweeped up, cleaned up, and then started distributing them throughout the world, um, not not only in South America and the Far East and other places. Um, he he was able to take advantage of you know from a market perspective, you know these these lack of accountability that we had on our side, you know shame on us, and 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 with Russia's backing and support, um, created this kind of turmoil throughout the world. So uh, you know he wouldn't it wasn't by himself. He had a network, and again, when you have a country like Russia behind you, you can do things like that. And they did know what was going on. You know, the reality is he's and he has been he's one of those guys. that's like old school. He was in prison the whole time. They got nothing out of him. He kept his mouth shut. So I'm sure he'll be rewarded in some way or killed. You never know with Putin. Uh, but yeah. the reality is, is uh, he everybody there in Russia and the powers to be knew this guy was doing something. And it was at their, you know, basically gracious behest that he goes and does his stuff and you know, the the amount of money I'm sure that poured back into Russia was helpful at times as well. Right. I mean, and, and you know, not the same age as Putin, younger, but <clears throat> same kind of pathway. Um, GRU uh, after the Soviet Union falls, KGB before that, you know, brought up in that whole that whole environment. So um, and again, very loyal to the cause, loyal to, you know, deep down likely wants to see Russia restored to that prominence it had back in the 70s and 80s. And um just it had, had the the wherewithal speaks a lot three or four different languages smart guy so that was the other thing that he was able to overcome those kind of boundaries uh that often happens in these places and, and he ingrated ingratiated himself with the, the kinds of people he was working with and um and that's why he was successful talking to my clients military analysts uh okay so moving forward you said he can't help on the battlefield we touched on it a little bit yesterday you and i spoke and he said it's yeah. just too cold he doesn't have that but uh it, it's not like he still probably doesn't have reach somewhere when and if he decides to get back into it like i don't think he's going to open up a pizza shop so i'm sure mm-hmm. they they wanted him for a reason 
Well, I think now they're going to need to, to get um, Russian military equipment in places outside of Europe. So I, I, I mean, he might get, you know, that, that that rose pinned on him to go take care of that because um, the Russian military uh, industrial complex took a, a big hit in the last 10 months here with what's happened and, and the garbage that they brought to the battlefield with all the Russian soldiers that are dead inside of it. So I think maybe that's what happens and maybe they start again from the grassroots level. They're looking for places of conflict. There's multiple places around the world still that, uh, that have got, uh, you know, areas that, that conflict will, will arise. Maybe send them back to Syria. Um, you've got issues going on in the Turkish border there. There's, there's places that the Russians can deploy him that he can try to, you know, work his magic, so to speak, when it comes to bringing, you know, weapons and stuff to the battlefield. But, but again, I just don't see him influencing anything in, in Ukraine in the short term, either from a troop perspective or from an equipment perspective. Uh, long term, let's just say uh, it's a stalemate. Not a lot goes on. It's winter time. That's what you and I touched about yesterday. Nobody wants to come mm-hmm. over because the one thing he did have that mm-hmm. everybody talked about that that I've read about that 60 Minutes piece they did a while about ago about him. They called him the most dangerous man in the world uh, after bin Laden was gone is the fact that his reach with those soldiers of higher and fortune is tremendous mm-hmm. and the respect he has like you said they all have iphones now it's freezing they don't want to go there but yeah, starts yeah. to thaw out in may and things are still looking like a stalemate could he play a part yeah i think so i think that was a great point you made yesterday i i do think that that's what it's going to take it would take six months to mobilize that operation um likely gets the band back together again in, in the middle east in a place where they know they could train and then when and then deploy there, you know, given the fact, too, that Ukraine's going to get wrecked here, continue to get wrecked during the wintertime uh, and then go in possibly and tip more of the balance, create counterinsurgency forces. For example, they can do the same thing that Ukraine has been doing. The fact that you've got Ukraine special operations forces in Russia is a good sign for them. But they could do the same now, create these small terror groups that uh, will train now for the next few months in the Middle East and places like that. And then parachute back into Ukraine in the February, March, April timeframe and wreak havoc and terror amongst the Ukraine civilian population. That's that's possible. That's a that's a likely scenario that I think that he could run. All right. Uh, this past week, as we switch from this to what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine, the whole nine yards getting colder. Uh, now it's basically they're shooting at infrastructures. And I do mean shooting because. Uh, we're probably not thrilled with it, and I'm sure allies aren't thrilled with it, but the reality is is somebody fired some stuff into Russia and hit some bases, mm-hmm. and uh, that, you know, again, it's a weird, bizarre proxy war. We don't want them doing that, but you can't tell them they can't do that. It's it's weird. How upsetting and unsettling could this be? Yeah, they hit military targets, and that's the first thing. It's similar to a Jimmy Doolittle raid that took place during World War II. American bombers leave a carrier there, and hit Japan, um, suicide mission, basically, in this case, in, in modern warfare, now that's done with drones. But the fact that they were able to take two of these drones that were manufactured probably in the 1970s, these two U-141s that are surveillance camera type drones, uh, strip the cameras out of them, strip all the things out of them, put some kind of guidance mechanism in and probably 150 to 200 pounds of munitions, fly them 700 kilometers through the Russian airspace, which we saw thought was impenetrable. Um, we thought that that we would never have. That's why we created the stealth bomber. That's why we created the B-1 and the B-2 bombers, because we never thought we could get to that. Well, this thing that's probably the size of a, you know, a couple bathtubs and flies at this at a, a slow, slowly 
was able to get through um, and hit two military targets. Pretty significant. Um, you know, you know, not changing the shape of warfare and like that, but but the bottom line is from a psychological advantage. Um, that distance is also greater than Ukraine and Moscow. So if, if they try to do the same thing, and could you imagine if they were able to drop one of these into into Red Square there and see and see how that would go over the with the Russian people? Yeah, I don't think it'd go over well. I really don't. But uh, uh, it's yeah. it. This is interesting. Last question. Appreciate you having on, Mike Lyons, retired uh, major in the army, and of course our military analyst. Uh, big thing tomorrow. You got army. You've got navy. It's a big <laughs> game. It's a game that everybody watches, right? Like you know. And again, people don't. You know, usually every couple of years, one of the teams you know peaks up in the top twenty-five. You know, army is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and navy. And sometimes you get a game where there's only three passes, but. Uh, you're going to the game. Are you Are you going to be in your full military guard, the dress, the whole nine? Yeah, no, I'll be there. I'll be cheering for my Army team. I've watched the Army Navy literally my whole life, and I was a kid before I went to West Point, and, uh, and now here as a grad and then as a, as a retired person. So, no, I, I go with uh, great friends and great classmates. It's the only game in, in America where the players on both sides are willing to die for everybody that's watching it. So uh, it's, uh, it's taken on – Philadelphia has done a great job this year. They've – They've embraced it. It's going to move around going to Foxborough next year, a couple of different cities. But this is it for the seniors on both sides. Uh, it's something that they'll remember the rest of their lives. And it's, it's always a great game. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, and and uh, who you got? Who you got tomorrow? You, you pick an army? You have to. After we lost last year, we were disappointing Army Navy in the Meadowlands last year. I think Army's going to come. We've got a we've got a defensive end, Andre Carter. Hopefully, he'll go in the first round. Talking a little football here, uh, he's gonna he'll be a he'll be a star of the game. But uh, it'll it'll be a it'll be a battle for sure. But uh, but it, it's gonna be Army seventeen fourteen all the way, all the way. There goes uh, our military analyst uh, guy's been with us through the entire time with this thing with uh, Ukraine and everything, giving us some good insight today about the horrible Victor Boot and everything else. Uh, retired uh, Major uh, Mike Lines. Thanks so much, brother. You have a good weekend and go Army. Thanks, Chad. Beat Navy. <laughs> uh, at Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C H A D B E N S O N. It's going to be fun. I, you know, I, I have, when I was a kid, because, you know, you'd, I'd love football and then football would be over, but there would always be that one game between the end of the season and bowl time, and it was Army Navy. They have the whole weekend basically to themselves, and it was, it was always interesting. Plus, it's a throwback. Because sometimes you get a game where these guys throw the ball three times, like Army, or they'll run the naked option boot, like, you know, with 12 guys in the back. It's crazy. Uh, so it'll be fun. At Jeb Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N, rough greens, rough, rough greens. So I'll doodle this morning. He looked at me, and I said, eh, it's not breakfast time, big guy. It's really early. Uh, but he's alive, and I love that. If you've got animals and you love animals like I love my animals, you've got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all of this incredible stuff that you just sprinkle on top of your dog's food that will help your dog in ways that you cannot imagine. You watch what happens over the first couple weeks, how if maybe they've got allergy problems, maybe digestive problems, maybe they've got aches and pains, and you've tried a lot of stuff. You try this, and you watch the change, and the energy that they're going to start to get is incredible. So try it now for free. Go to ruffgreens.com slash chad, roughgreens.com slash chad. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to buy anything special. All you do is cover the cost of shipping. They send it to you. You just sprinkle it on top of his food or her food and let it go. Ruffgreens.com slash chad, roughgreens.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. Do what you know how to do. 
Because when you do what you do, what you know how to do. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. And then they passed us a baton. And the question is, what will we do with the time we carry the baton? You either smoking something or you just dumb as hell. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? What? Oh, my God. Get your ass on that school bus and go home. Meep, meep. I call myself a joyful warrior. The Chad Benson Show. NFL picks give to you every week. I am a hundred and twenty-two and seventy because last night, uh, even though I forgot to do it, I picked the Raiders and it looked like I was a sure winner, except for the part that Baker Mayfield, who was cut on Monday and picked up on Tuesday by the Rams, came in not at the end of the game. No, 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 no. After the first series and rescued the Rams with a win. So, eh, for me. Uh, Take the Vikings over the Lions. Uh, Take the Steelers, actually, over the Ravens. Uh, Bengals over the Browns. Bills over the Jets. Cowboys over the Texans. Giants over the Eagles. Uh, The Titans over the Jags. Take the Chiefs over the Broncos. And the Seahawks over the Panthers. Big game Sunday. 49ers, Buccaneers. Take the 49ers because, dang, that defense is awesome. Chargers, Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins in that one. And then Monday night, Patriot cards. I'm going the Pats. Uh, and the reason's simple. All right. It's just as simple as this. Cardinals suck at home. <laughs> they suck at home. If you were here and you want to go to the game, I get you some tickets. That's the way it is. Uh, Baker Mayfield last night, though, led them to a victory and uh, came up to the podium afterward. Yeah, um, I don't know if you can write it any better than that. Obviously, we'd like to be a little bit more stress-free, but um, it's, it's a pretty damn good story, I'll be honest with you. So it's, uh, it's special. So sitting around, he'd been cut, gets a phone call from his agent, Rams pick you up, flies out, lands in Los Angeles late Tuesday night at 9 p.m. local time, straight over to the facility, studied all night long, and then all day on Wednesday, Thrown into the game Thursday, he said he didn't really know a lot of plays, and we were joking around. As a kid, you remember, I was like, all right, you go to the car where the bumper is, you you turn in, right? And then you, or he goes, or, and then you go to the tree, right? And then when you go to the tree, you fake, and then you keep going. And that's kind of the way they drew it up. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and all of the other things. If you miss any show, grab the podcast. Simple and easy, at Chad Benson Show for your Twitter, but you can go to the Chad Benson Show podcast and grab it. Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.